0: Yeah. Josh Williams here guys with uh, the one man podcast episode number 6. For Wednesday, June 21st, 2017, thank you for listening. As always really want to just get that, uh, get that out there again, that I'm always grateful for you guys listening. It means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me, whatever it is you're doing. Besides this, I don't expect you to just sit down and put your feet up and just listen to me talk. I uh, expect you to be cooking, driving, doing something else, and just being a little bit of a sidekick with you along that. But some people are saying that they actually take the time to sit down and listen to it and just listen, which is amazing. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Um, we had got a lot of stuff to talk about. A little happy belated Father's Day to all the uh, the people out there. I hope you guys had a great Father's Day this last Sunday. Uh, I had a great time. I'll be talking about that later on. I uh, had a, another barbecue with the lady and the kiddos on Father's Day. It was absolutely Fantastic. Uh, you know, why wouldn't it be right? Barbecuing with your family. What's not to love? Um, I, I do want to mention, uh, so, so really quickly, I will be talking today. We're gonna be talking about uh, a couple of the shows that I did this last weekend. Uh, it's pride month. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to talk about it. Do I know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. And that might be exactly what I hit on (laughs) in this uh, episode of the one man podcast, Um, I do want to say that I had advertised this episode. So if all you do is listen to this podcast and don't do any social media stuff or anything like that, um, I did mention in the last podcast that I would have, uh, an interview with Jason Lawrence, who is the owner of absolute comedy. Um, I did in fact do that interview with him last week, but, uh, it was an hour and 45 minutes long. And originally I had promised that I had not done the bonus episode with, with tricks. Um, but he was, uh, he's a comedian who was staying here with us last week and, uh, ended up, we were just shooting the shit for like an hour, two hours, uh, in the living room. And, uh, and at one point when we talked about my podcast, he's like, well, do you want to just, you know, record a podcast? And I was like, sure, why not? So we whipped it out and we did like a little bonus episode. And, uh, and then after doing that, I realized I didn't really know what to do with it. Was I going to plug that into this episode as well? So I'd have a little bit of one-man podcast and then have some Jason Lawrence interview, then have some tricks interview. And I figured, you know what? I'll just put tricks out there like a bonus episode. And maybe that's what I'll do when I have special guests, depending on the nature is maybe I'll just do a bonus episode that week. Um, you know, and launch that. So last week I recorded two bonus episodes. I recorded, uh, the Jason interview. I recorded, uh, the, the tricks sort of playing around interview. So, Yeah. Anyways, Jason's interview will not be on this episode. Just a heads up. I will do a bonus episode this week. I'm going to put it out Saturday morning, I think, either Friday or Saturday morning. I haven't decided yet. And that's kind of one of the nice things is I, I don't know if more people will listen to it on Friday or on Saturday. So I might set it to go out on midnight on Saturday just for the fun of it. You know what I mean? So uh yeah, so Jason's interview on Friday, if you're, I've already said Friday, I've I've committed that to you guys, haven't I? Friday or Saturday, we'll see, maybe Friday at midnight, if you get home drunk, it's early enough, I'll have it set at midnight for Saturday, I think that's what I'll do. Anyways, long story short, this weekend you're going to get it, okay? This is me not really decided yet what I'm going to do, but, so yeah, you get the bonus episode coming out Friday with Jason, um, I'm going to talk about the show I did for an 80-year-old's birthday party, <laughs> a show or Boston Pizza that was canceled. Uh, sort of fun things coming up. I got a really cool. I'm really excited about this weekend's, uh, sorry, this week's bathroom reader read. I, I picked a really cool one that I thought uh, you guys would enjoy. Very informative, and uh, of course, I had a, a new summer, or a new uh, sponsor last week, and of course, that new sponsor is Summersby, um, which I'm very excited about. I actually love their stuff. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, give them a proper plug a little later on. But if you hear me slurping away, I am enjoying a Summersby, which, uh, which Jason and I also enjoy on the uh, on the interview coming up on Friday mm, it's my adult apple juice, that's what I call it, so that's what I'm drinking today. um, yeah, so why don't we just get right into it i uh I did some fun shows on Saturday. I got to perform for an eighty year old an eighty year old's birthday party. His daughter reached out to me and was like, he's a big fan of the the comedy network and he loves comedy. We'd love you to come out and perform for his eightieth birthday and all of his friends so Immediately I was like, oh, okay. An 80 year old's birthday party. (laughs) I can only imagine what that's going to be like. Um, But it ended up being really fun. It was, it was in Rockland, which was a good 30, 35 minutes away from, from Ottawa. I thought it was like a little suburb, but it ended up being, you know, quite a reasonable distance away. And uh, excuse me. Wow. I, uh, I drove there and it was looking a little tight actually, because when I, when I booked it, I had another show that night uh, through absolute comedy. That I was booked to host at a Boston pizza in Brockville. And I kept getting those screwed up because I had to connect, I had to contact one comedian to do the Rockland show with me and then another comedian to do the Brockville show with me. And every time I was texting people, not only was I getting them mixed up in my head and potentially sending people to to the wrong fucking town to go to, but at the same time, I was getting auto corrected the whole time to Dockland and Dockville and all this stuff. It was driving me bananas um, because I had someone canceled day of. So anyways, I was trying to give directions and, and where I had to be and whatnot. So we went out to this, uh, this guy's birthday party. Uh, he had a bunch of people there. His daughters were there. Um, it was so funny. He was dressed like his, his wife had passed away a few years prior and his daughter was like, he's a really big foodie. He loves food, but he's recently, I think it was because of his diabetes. I could be wrong. I, for some reason, I'm not confident in that, but, um, They, they were saying he's just, he's recently lost his sense of taste. Like he can still taste, but it's deeply diminished, which is really sad for a foodie. And, uh, and my mother who he loved dearly just passed away three years ago. So if you can find a way to make fun of those things, I was like, um, I don't, I couldn't even, you know what? I really, I was like, I don't, well, that sounds sad. You know what I mean? And I go, but if you really want me to, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know what I mean? Women are always trying to get their guys to go down on them. And you'd think that as soon as as soon as soon she dies, now all of a sudden he can't taste anymore. That would have been the perfect thing to have happen when they were still together. And uh, luckily his daughter found that hysterical. Um, and even I was like cringing <laughs> in the back of my head. Like, well, oh, you, you really want me to come up with something? Of course I didn't say that at the birthday party. There's no way that I'd have the balls to say that in front of a bunch of people. Plus I don't think it's funny. I really do only like to tell jokes that I think are funny. Um, I thought of it. I thought that was mildly humorous, but... I just think, I mean, I, I would hate to be reminded. It's like, you know, to lose the love of your life, food. (laughs) And then oh yeah, that chick too, who used to cook it for me. No, I don't know. I just, I just didn't really find it that funny, but we, we ended up performing uh, for the show there. Um, They were great. They were like, it wasn't a huge crowd. I would say maybe 40, 50 people. Somebody, somebody took a picture and tagged me in a, in a picture. It was just a little community center, sort of Legion hall kind of thing. Um, it was good, uh, had a good time, uh, interacted with some people a little bit. It was really, I found it really funny because his two brothers were there. So he was turning 80. His older brother, 97, was sitting in the chair and it didn't even look like this guy knew where he was. I kept talking to him and he didn't look like he knew where he was. And then the younger brother, who was like 77, right? Like 20 years different from these guys. I kept, I asked him a couple questions. And then every time I tried to talk to the older brother, the younger brother kept responding to the questions. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. I said, "Listen, can somebody turn down his hearing aid and turn up the other guys? Okay, so I can." And they got a big laugh of that. A couple people ood me on the old people lining. I go, look, relax. You're going to forget it in five minutes, anyways. All right, so don't don't worry too much. Um, So I had a good time. They were and they were great sports. They had a great time. It took us uh, a few minutes to get out of there. Just that's always fun when you're. I I had to to leave quickly. I'll tell you about that in a second. So the idea is whenever you're, whenever you're leaving and you know, people are stopping you to say good job. And so that's always fun. Uh, I'm acting like that never happens to me. I couldn't believe how many people actually enjoyed it. Fuck. It was weird. Um, So yeah, that night uh, I actually had double booked myself. Um, I knew I was double booked just for the record. It wasn't an accidental thing, but uh, they, Jason wanted me for a show at Boston pizza in Brockville. And because of Brockville is only like an hour away from Ottawa but because of the fact that I was in Rockland 30 minutes away from Ottawa, the opposite direction, it was like two hours, there's a lot of extra time. So this first show ended at like 8.30 and I had to be at Brockville for 10, which is thank God it, the show was so late um, because I, I actually had enough time to get off stage and like I say, beeline it for the car and drive right to to Brockville. I got there about 10 minutes before the show started um, and it turned out that they... You know, I don't want to make them sound bad, but they didn't have any tickets sold for that show, so it was um uh, myself, Ryan Denis and Jason Harper on that show, and we had a you know it was it, it was a great show to be to be had the only problem is that none of the staff knew that day that there was a show going on they hadn't put up any posters or anything like that, so there was no one there to see the show and uh they had no stage, no spotlight, like nothing, nothing was ready for a show. It would be like walking into a hardware store and going, this is where we're supposed to perform. Like there's, there's just nowhere to put on a show. So, uh, unfortunately they, uh, they had to cancel that, that show. Um, you know, we still, we still get paid cause we still drove out there and, you know, it's not our fault that, that they didn't have stuff ready. I, I feel bad for them. Condolences to the Boston pizza in Brockville. Um, but you know, we stuck around and we had a couple drinks, you know, put a little money into their, uh in their business there. Um, and it was funny too, because I got actually had an opportunity to sit. A friend of mine, uh, Dave was, uh, you know, he came with me for the the travel that night. Cause it was a lot of driving around and again, you know, probably a good three, four hours of travel, all, you know, all said and done for both shows. And uh, we sat at the bar, Boston pizza had a, had some food, they had some drinks. And uh, it was funny because Jason Harper was talking about how his, uh, his wife was, um, she's working for the government and he said that they were receiving like training, you know, and he goes, um, uh, so my wife today had to learn, uh, what this is. And he turns his phone and shows it cause it's pride month. I guess they're doing like government. Um, I don't want to say like it's acceptance training or anything, but I guess just general information training. And, uh, the, the acronym that, that he showed, was uh 2 sa 2 the number 2 which i thought was really funny um which is the now very long version of LGBT which was the original one that i was aware of right and like and i was like okay i know what LGBT is and now and then it was q i was like oh, okay LGBTQ and and even in trying at one point i lost the acronym cuz i had it on my phone and uh, i lost it and i tried typing it in again and there's like there isn't even one consistent LGBTIQQ2SA. Um, it's actually, there's several of them. So that one, the LGBTIQQ2SA is actually the Canadian version of that. There is, um, I don't know that are the other regional ones, but there is, seems to be no um, universal acronym for it. It's also a very long acronym. It kind of looks like somebody just leaned on the keyboard you know what I mean? So it's it's very difficult and there's even people, I, I was trying to find out what some of the definitions meant because when Jason showed us, I was like, I have no idea what those are. And he was sort of, I don't know too. Uh, My friend Dave, who's with us is gay and uh, gave Dave was able to actually tell us what some of them meant. He didn't know himself, all of them, but I said, what's the two, like, how does somebody a nut like, and he goes, that actually stands for two spirited. So I was like, oh, didn't know what that was. And he was able to tell us just a very small amount about it. Um, but one of the things that I thought would be interesting to this week, because we had to sort of play along with it. And I'm sure some of you out there are going, what, what are some of these? So, um, in the, uh, the, the tradition, the nature of it being pride month, I thought, why won't I, why don't I take a second here, spend some ink out of my printer and make a sheet here telling us what, what all of these, uh, stand for. So, um, happy pride month, everybody. I'm going to tell you what the lgbttiqq 2 sa is. So that actually stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, transgendered, intersex, queer questioning, two spirited and allies is what that is. So that is the Canadian. Again, this is not a universally accepted acronym in the sense that there's other places that do it differently, um, that have different terminology. I know, uh, pens, pansexual, um, is one they don't have sex with pots and pans? They, it's something to do with. Uh, well, I don't know. To be honest with you, I I know that it's something. I think it's um, fuck. I don't know. Let's let's listen to me make something up. I I read it earlier, and I think I think pansexuals where they don't really prefer. They don't even like adopt a gender. They're like, yeah, it's just something that's there, and I am that. Um, but again, listen. If I'm fucking wrong about the pansexual, I can I can Google it. Um, but it's not a part of the Canadian acronym. Um, so we just don't allow them here in Canada. I'm sure you get turned away at the border if you're pansexual. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this is so funny because I, I like, I have so many things that I want to joke and, 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 you know, prance around here. Um, cause I love everybody. I really do. If anyone know you know, if you guys don't know me well enough, I love everybody. And I, I, you know, I can comment. I don't want my episode this week to be as dark as last week's me talking about my fucking deepest, darkest fears. and and things like that, but I want to be more lighthearted. But of course, this is a subject, a lot of people, a lot of people have difficulty with some of them are not very accepting. Some people have struggled with this. Forget the people who are not accepting of it. Think of the people who live their life every day, who don't even, you know, know who they are and, and, uh, or, or afraid to, to own who they are because the world is so fucking unaccepting. I think it sucks. I've joked with my, my friend Dave before that I go, you know, what's great about me Is, is I'm straight and I, I get to have interests and hobbies and favorite foods and things like that. And whenever you talk about you, people, you know, straight people always want to be like, so, Hey, what's, uh, have you ever done this sexually? And does that mean that you like, like, there's always, it's an interesting thing that when, when people learn somebody's gay, Now this is not everybody, of course. So Relax. I'm just saying it's funny that when somebody is there, you know somebody is gay or lesbian or transgender or whatever the the curiosities about them all come back to their their sexuality or or their you know orientation or 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 uh, beliefs or what have you on it, because even the terminology I'm not that that brushed up on. all I'm saying is that it seems so much that like who gives a fuck what you do in your bedroom, who gives a fuck? what gender you see yourself as or whatever. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't really fucking matter. If you're not hurting anybody, then who cares? Right? Like, I don't have a per, like it's when people, it's it's so funny when like the gay marriage thing, you know, in, uh, in politics and everyone's like, Oh, gay marriage. They shouldn't allow that. It's like, who gives a fuck, man? Is your life perfect? Are you living on a mansion on a beach? And you're like, you know what? Everything in my life is going so good. I just have to focus on what the people next door in their bedroom are doing. Like who gives a fuck? It's none of your business. You know what I mean like, yeah. And it's great. It's great to understand it. But as long as that's what you're doing, if you're understanding it, then that's a good thing. If you're just like, what the fuck's going on? Like that's, that's not okay. Leave, leave people, leave, live and let live, leave people alone. You know, that's what I say. Like, it's kind of, kind of sucks that, you know, somebody's sexual orientation or sexual preferences start to become like all that they are seen as, you know what I mean? Anyways, so in the spirit of pride month, I thought I'd take a second and not only read the LGBTTIQQ2SA, uh, which is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, transgendered, intersex, queer questioning, two-spirited and allies, uh, as I would give it just a, in case anyone's like, well, what's the difference? Um, I, I thought I knew what some of these were, but apparently I did not. So, uh, after looking up and whatnot, I've given some some brief descriptions here. So for a transsexual, uh the dictionary.com has got that defined as a person having a strong desire to assume the physical characteristics and gender role of the opposite sex and a person who has undergone hormone treatment and surgery to attain the physical characteristics of the opposite sex. So, when there was transsexual and transgendered, I understood transsexual as being like the, you know, the old quote unquote and not to use a derogatory, but the people you know, tranny, I used to think that that was somebody Who dressed like a person from the opposite sex and, and more commonly in my head, even just a guy who dressed like a woman. I never really thought, you know, a woman who dresses like a man is a transsexual, but I used to think, okay, it's the dress you're dressing like the opposite. And then I thought transgendered was once you've gone through with the surgery and stuff. So tranny is like pre-op transgendered is, is post-op. That's what I thought. Um, And it turns out I was wrong. So transsexual is either dressing or, or, you know, having the physical characteristics, assuming them, or even getting the surgery. All of that is considered transsexual. And here's the definition of transgender. Transgender has noting or relating to a person whose gender identity does not correspond to that person's biological sex assigned at birth. Um, Noting or relating to a person who does not conform to societal gender norms or roles. So basically transgendered means it's almost like transcending. You've transcended gender you are like, yeah, I might be male, but I'm, I'm a woman. So I'm transgender. So you don't have even have to go through the surgery to be like, I'm transgender. I am and, and want to be a woman. Or, or I, th- again, I, I hope I'm paraphrasing properly. You can get fucking mad at me for, for trying. Um, but, but yeah, so transsexual is more of the dressing and being, and having the, the surgery and stuff to change to the opposite sex, whereas transgender is almost like, I don't even see myself as the gender that I am. I am the other gender kind of thing. Um, I hope it makes sense. I, I'm trying to make it more sense. Honestly, the pre and post-op thing made more sense to me, but um, I'd rather not be like, well, this one's easier for me to understand. So I'm just going to believe that. I'd rather know the real thing. So if anyone has a better explanation, because this is what I got off dictionary.com. I tried Googling a bunch of other things. And that's another issue with all of this stuff is it seems to be that uh, nobody agrees. Even though everyone's like, everyone's, you know, cool with it. And I don't mean that as like a, hey, you know, everyone everyone's cool with this. I mean, like, in the sense that everyone is definitely on board is even very accepting things that I'm reading, but there seems to be a general misunderstanding of, of what is what. So I think too, that, you know, if we can get like a United Nations of, of LGBT IQ, Q, 2 essays, we'd be able to maybe get a proper definition so that people, you know, who are not uh, as, as open-minded would be able to actually jump on board with some of this stuff. Um, intersex is the next one. So again, we have established, I didn't say lesbian, gay, or bisexual, because I was pretty sure that we all knew what they were. I started with transsexual because that was the first tough one. So LGBT, right. And then we had transgendered and intersex is the other one. Intersex a lot, lot easier to understand is an individual having reproductive organs or external sexual characteristics of both male and female. So I understood, and I don't know if this is a derogatory term, so sorry if it is. Hermaphrodite was what I, I used to know under that one. Uh, and now they call that intersex. So, um, so that's easy to remember. Uh, queer. And I remember lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, transgendered, intersex, queer. I used to think that queer was just, you know, like, hey, I'm gay or whatever. And I thought it was it was my understanding that the, the the word was sort of like taken back, same as the n-words, to just mean like gay, but you know, hey, we're queer. Like in a, you know, fabulous. I actually read uh one thing that I think was like on urban dictionary or something, which of course is not very reputable, but Um, queer, I read something was that it was like a taking back, right? So someone who's queer doesn't even have to necessarily be gay or lesbian or anything like that. It could be just somebody who's like committed to a fabulous lifestyle. So even when like, like metrosexuals, if you will, which I don't see in anybody's lists, but like metrosexuals was like, yeah, you want to live out loud and yada, yada, yada. That's queer. It's not a, a gay and lesbian thing anymore. Um, So I wanted to do, you know, get a a proper, proper reading. So I, I put this back in, this was came up on, on the dictionary. And I thought this part was particularly interesting when I typed in queer and looked for a definition, it came in big letters at the top usage alert. So outside of the definition, it said usage alert. So before it even defined it, it was telling me what the usage alert was. And it says since the early 20th century, queer has had the meaning gay or lesbian. And for much of that time has been used with uh, disparaging intent and perceived as insulting since the 1980s queer has increasingly been adopted, especially among younger members of, of members, sorry, of the gay and lesbian community as a positive term of self-reference. Uh, however, the term is not universally accepted within the LGBT community. So here's how far back this is. we are still only four letters deep in this one, um, However, as the term has not been universally accepted within the LGBT community and might still be viewed by some as uh, degrading, sorry. Queer is also a term used by activists and academics, queer politics, scholars of queer literature, and the term has more recently come to include any person whose sexuality or gender identity falls outside the heterosexual mainstream uh, or the gender binary. A person identifying as queer can be gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, gender fluid, etc. but the use of the queer, uh but the use of queer avoids any specific label. So again, it's, um, still out there. It's kind of what a lot of people thought, but it's, it's almost like a sense, sort of like the N word, um, for, for, I guess people, LGBTQ2SA. So there's that. Someone's like, I'm queer. It's almost like they're like, I'm just kind of, uh, doing my thing, you know, then there's questioning, which is the next cue right? And this one I had to look up, this one I had to go Wikipedia because I put in questioning in the dictionary and it was just sort of like asking questions and stuff. So um, to give a little bit more specific and of course not to completely own the definition myself, questioning is uh, the questioning of one's gender, sexual identity, sexual orientation, or all three is a process of exploration by people who may be unsure, still exploring and concerned about applying a social label to themselves for various reasons. The letter Q is sometimes added to the end of the acronym LGBT. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. The Q can refer to either queer or questioning. Thank you, Wikipedia. So there was that. Two more guys. We got two spirited. Finally. So what was the two for? Two is two S. Uh, it's both of them it stands for two spirited, and the very short definition is some American Indian tribes, a person, especially a biological male, who adopts the gender identity, dress, and social roles traditionally assigned to the opposite sex. So Dave had said night of when when you saw the two S and I going, ha, ah, what's what's what is a two? How can it be a number? Uh David said it's the uh Aboriginal, Native American version of uh gay, effectively. Um I looked up some definitions and it was saying that there used to be sort of like um almost like, like Aboriginal prostitutes that were male and they had a derogatory term for it. I can't remember, uh, what it was, nor would I really want to, you know, it was a new word for me and, uh, almost childlike When you learn a new derogatory term or bad word. You almost start saying it not to say that I have, but why would I share something like that, uh, on here, Put, throw it a new, and it was, it's a, it's a derogatory term. It's, it's basically a horrible term. So if you want to know, look it up, but I'm not going to share it. Uh, so yeah, there's basically a negative term for it and it's basically been adopted as, um, you know, the accepted term for someone who may be, you know, homosexual or lesbian in the, uh, in the first nations, uh, culture and society. So that's what two spirited is. If someone says, Hey, I'm two spirited, they're basically just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gay, or lesbian or, or bisexual in the, in that community. And finally the A at the end, which stands for allies. So that an ally is a straight ally or heterosexual ally What the hell? A straight ally or heterosexual ally is a heterosexual or cisgender person who supports equal civil rights, gender equality, LGBT social movements, and challenges homophobia, biphobia, and transphobia. So basically, an ally is somebody who is just not a piece of garbage towards people who are suffering. (laughs) I want to say, I don't want to say suffering from LGBTT IQQ to SA. I mean, people who are, who are suffering from the inequalities and the ignorances of, of, you know, having something a little more difficult than gay, uh, you know, straight or lesbian, you know? So, um, you know, Hey, I've explained all this stuff right now. You guys, you know, now I know my LGBTs move on with the fucking podcast, please. Uh, so that was, uh, that was that stuff, guys. I hope, I hope some of you or entertained by that, or at least we're like, okay, I didn't know. And now I know the difference. I still find I'm staring at an entire page full of text right now. And I still feel very confused by it. I wish that uh, after all of that, you know, I knew more about the, the transsexual and transgender difference, but I don't. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a thing, eh? You know, happy pride month, everybody. Um, you know, love and, uh, love and accept each other. It's Canada, right? 150th. We're getting close to the home stretch on that. And what a, what a great way to end, you know, 149 years, then by understanding more about our fellow Canadians and stuff like that. I remember, I remember something I thought, uh, kind of interesting. It was more like of a curiosity. I'm sorry, but one of the reasons I'm a comedian guys is I think stupid fucking things on a regular basis. And I was talking with crystal. Like we, we had the barbecue on Sunday for, for father's day. And I remember walking. It was so hot in Ottawa. Oh my God. Was it hot uh, and humid. And I remember thinking like we were walking through the heat and I was right in the middle of, of talking with her about the, the LGBTTIQQ2SA. <laughs> I, I think it's funny every time I say the, that in its entirety, because you know, if you go like LGBTQ, whatever, you know, like then you have the people on the whatever section like, hi, which, which rightly so. Okay. Like, hey, what do you just cut me off for? I think they need to work on a, on an acronym. You know what I mean? Just make it, uh, make it a lot shorter and something that encompasses everybody. You know, cause otherwise, again, one of the thing about ignorant people is, uh, they don't like to learn new things and understand things and especially remember the accepting information. So if you want to lean on a keyboard and have an acronym, they're not going to remember it. You know, you need to make it nice and simple, three letters, four letters, that's going to get it in their ignorant heads. You know, you can't expect them to remember it all. Anyways. Um, one of the things I, I was, I was talking with Crystal about it and seeing how many she knew and all that stuff. And we were walking into uh, one of the places to get some stuff for the barbecue. And as we were walking in on the super hot day, I saw a woman in a full, uh, full burqa. Um, and, and I was just like, oh, that poor woman, like it's so hot out today. It's a cultural thing. I get it, you know, but it's, but it was so fucking hot. And then the husband walks, walks past her. Like he, She she walked in front of us. And, uh, and I didn't see the husband and then, and then, you know, the husband calls over, she stops and he walks up next to her, I guess he was parking the car a little behind And he's wearing like shorts, a t-shirt, and you can see he's sweating through the t-shirt already. And I just went, that sucks. You know, like I'm not attacking anybody's culture, but that fucking sucks that, you know, just because you're a woman, you have to wear all that stuff. I mean, that's a completely side discussion, which I'm not going to get into today. But in terms of at that same moment, the fact that I was thinking like LGBT, you know, T I Q Q two S a because of all that shit in my head. I was like, why, you know, see, that's, that's somebody I could see going, Oh man, would I ever love to be transgendered? You know what I mean? Where, where a woman could just be like, I'm going to jump on a plane. I'm going to go get the surgery. I'm going to come back and I'm going to get to fucking wear shorts. I'm going to get to, to do my hair and show it off. I'm going to get to vote. I don't know if women can vote there, but I, I assume with all the other horrible things going on, they probably don't have a, a whole lot of say, and stuff like that. So, I think that sucks. Um, and that was the thought that crossed my head at the same moment that I was trying to decipher the gay Da Vinci Code of LGBTQQ2SA. So I think I'm actually getting pretty good at that. You guys, okay. I'm going to tell you the truth. It sounds like I'm just doing it off the top of my head, but I do have show notes in front of me. So every time I start saying it, I glance down at the whole thing and just read it real quick. Just so you know, I'm not, it's not that nailed into my head, but maybe it will be by the time this podcast is over. Thanks for listening guys. The uh, podcast is going great so far. We've got so many things, Uh, (laughs) you know, there hasn't been a, it hasn't been a super busy week for me. So I'm sorry. I don't have uh, a ton of shit to talk about. My internet went out yesterday that was actually speaking of the internet before I, I go into that, um, I'll share this one last story again, it's pride month. And I hope that, you know, I'm sure some of you are like, I don't give a fuck about this. And some of you might be uncomfortable with it. I get it. It's, it's still a relatively new thing. And it's almost like there's more shit every month that we have to learn. And like I said, right at the beginning, it doesn't affect us personally. So it's like, ah, who cares? Just, uh, just one of those, you know, like I, for every one of us who is like, I don't care you know, to be yourself, don't hurt anybody, whatever. There's like, there's, there's other ignorant people who, who aren't like, that's fucked up. Like, I, I'm not saying that that's my opinion, but I'm saying that someone who's like, Oh, that's fucking fucked up or weird or gross or whatever the stuff is, you know, they, they're the loud ones. So the reason I'm just bringing this up is to just take that extra opportunity to say, Hey, you know, not everybody thinks that way. I hope that a lot of my listeners, if you guys actually have the patience and the kindness to listen to my bullshit every week, I'm sure you're, you know, you're also the same kind of people who are like, yeah, you know what? I might not understand something or whatever, you know, or you might fully understand and All of you are looking down your nose at me right now. Like, how does this guy not fucking know? And why is he spending 15 minutes talking about it? But I'm just saying, you know, I I, I want to add that. So this, I'm going to tell you guys this last story. The summers be to keep you cool in the heat. Um, if I'll tell you this last story, I remember I heard on like, I think it was like Tosh.0 or something one time about the chat roulette, which I, I, I assume, you know, is probably not even a website anymore, but uh, South park had an episode on it. Tosh.0 was talking about it. And I remember they're basically just saying it's dicks on there all the time. It's just dicks all the time. So we went on there, a friend of mine and I went on chat roulette one time and, uh, and it was, it was just penis after penis. Um, if you don't know what chat roulette is, it's a website where you have to use a, a webcam and it basically just matches you with somebody and you start talking to them and then you can click next or they can click next and the idea is it just matches you with somebody else so you have to keep the person's in you know attention or, or interest or they just skip and go to someone else so a lot of times you go on there and it's a dick and you hit next and then it's another dick and you hit next and it's another dick and next and it's another dick you know and then you hit next and it's two people looking for a dick <laughs> they they hit next when you're not a dick um so there's things like that you know um but I remember uh, I went out with my friend, Patrick, and we were completely juvenile. Um, my friend, Patrick, uh, this is years ago, not as, not as many as it should be, <laughs> but uh, enough years ago um, that we were still very juvenile in our sense of humor. And what Pat did was he pulled down his pants, tucked his dick and balls through his legs and then bent over so that, you know, and I was sitting directly next to him. So basically what they saw was my face and then this big dick and ball f- butthole moon, full moon fruit bowl in their, in their face. So we did that, uh, <laughs> one night when we wanted to see what chat roulette was about. Uh, so he did that. We figure, okay, if they're going to show us our cock. We're going to show them something infinitely more creative. Um, and then we got banned within like 10 minutes. So the next day I wanted to see what, you know, check it out again. And I went on from my computer since Pat's had been banned <laughs> and, uh, we, uh, I, I remember it was the same thing, dick, 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 dick. And then I finally landed on somebody who wasn't a dick. And I said, I said, please don't show me your dick. Cause it was like a type thing. You couldn't really, I don't think you could really hear them if there was no mic or whatever, but I was like, please don't show me your dick. And the person's like, I won't, I won't. It was just like laying in his bed. It was just this dude in a t-shirt laying in his bed. And, uh, we got to chatting and it turned out he was in, um, he was in Saudi Arabia. And, uh, as we were talking more and more, he basically said to me at one point that like, that he's gay um, and the reason he was on like chat roulette or whatever was because, uh, where he lives, he can't tell anybody that he's gay. Like he can't tell his parents. He said that they would disown him. Um, he goes like in my country, if they find out you're gay, like sometimes you'll get shot in the streets or they'll cut your head off or, or, you know, and I was like, I was like that, that fucking sucks. I, I mean, and it does, that's fucking awful. And I said like, your mom doesn't know. He goes like, no, it's, it's so unacceptable here so that's how people in the gay community sort of survive here is like i we go on the internet and we can sort of see other people and talk to other people like anonymously here like you can't just meet someone you know like there's not it's like it's not safe to have a gay bar or even like an underground gay bar or you know gay truck stop or whatever in, in Saudi Arabia. And I was just like that. I remember that just being like one of the first instances. It was a long time ago. Like I always, always accepting of gay people, but I didn't really realize like how scary it could be for someone who's gay. Cause I'm like, you know, you hear stories of people's like fathers disowning them and you're like, yeah, that guy's, you know, a piece of, you know, a piece of garbage or whatever. But you know, like the mom is their mom is usually still accepting. But even in that case, like, I don't know, I'm not trying to bring everybody down, but what I'm trying to say is that you know, as much as we're in Canada and things like that, I mean, you really can forget how difficult it must be for someone. That's, that's why I've always found it weird whenever someone's like, oh, it's choosing to be gay. I'm like, why would anybody, why would anybody make a choice to get like picked on, teased, you know, disowned, uh, ridiculed, pu- publicly assaulted? Like if that was a choice, why in God's name would anybody choose something that would result in that? Um, I'm not saying that everyone who's ever said they were gay actually was. I I do believe some people say it for attention or whatever, but I'm saying the people who are gay, I don't, it's, I don't believe for a second it's a choice. Um, anyways, I guess this is, don't worry. I'm not going to be saying this every day. They get their one pride month fucking plug. Um, pride month is my sponsor this week. Um, no, no. Um, so anyways, that was that. I just remember that, that story from the, and I just remember thinking like that, that sucks for the guy. So I, I really hope. I like, oh, I really hope everything's going well with him. I, I hope he's not still, you know, years later living, uh, living a lie and scared to, to be who he is to his family, the people who love him. I have no doubt that his parents love him, but the idea that they wouldn't accept that that's, that's fucking scary. All right. So my internet went out <laughs> yesterday, uh, which goes along with my TV. Cause I have bell and, uh, I had to call technical support. Oh, sorry. My throat went dry there. I had to call technical support. Oh, I got to cough. <coughs> just a sip is not doing the trick. Is that it? They're gonna give me enough, you're gonna give me enough voice fuel, God, to to get through the gay stuff, the LGBTQ, oh no, two T's, two uh, T, uh, LGBTQQ2SA stuff, and then go completely dry me. You ever do that? You're talking, and your voice just goes. <laughs> That's what just happened to me. So. uh, Yeah, I called tech support last night and I get, uh, I get somebody in the Philippines. I spend an hour on the phone and they are in fact, in the Philippines, I'm not just throwing out a country to be an asshole. Like some people do. I actually did get a a call center in the Philippines and they, they asked me the same question about my internet three fucking times. It was terrible. Like, what color is the eye on the modem? I'm like, it's still red. Like it's been this entire time. And then they'd, you know, put me on a five to 10 minute hold and come back and say, what's the error message on the front? And I'm like, error 1000. Okay. Can you hold for a sec? And then I would buy another five, 10 minute hold and then they come back. Okay. And what color is the front of the modem now? It's still red. Hasn't changed. Okay. One sec. And they go back on hold and then they, they'd fucking, you know, okay. And sorry, what's the error message on the front? and they did this for an hour. And at one point I like she's like okay one sec puts me on hold and I called uh called them back from my phone on another line and uh and then it said something and I'm going to share you guys a little tip. Now, is it said proudly serving you from Canada, which I forgot about because it's been a long time since I called. If you call uh, a tech support company um or so if you call a big company uh in Canada, um, typically, they will outsource, and I know Bell has two. They, according to them, two thirds of their call centers are in Canada. So, if you call Bell or or Telus or Rogers, um, I know this of Bell for sure, but I assume there's something similar for Telus and Rogers. If you call them, and as you're waiting for technical support or billing or whatever, if you hear the phone say, you know, thank you for holding, it could be a few minutes. Your call may be recorded for blah blah blah. Proudly serving you from Canada. That means you've got a Canadian call center. You are going to have. Uh, less difficulty expressing yourself. I don't want to say better service, but there will be less difficulty explaining your situation. So if there's anything valuable that I can give you this week in the podcast, please know that when you call one of these places and the line says to you, proudly serving you from Canada, before you go into hold, you are going to be talking to somebody here in Canada and not someone outsourced in bell. I know that they do English in the Philippines and I believe they do French in India or vice versa. But I know that I person I spoke to was in English and they were in the Philippines. Um, anyways, so that's that. So I, I, I spoke to a guy, we couldn't get it figured out. And this was after like two hours total. And, uh, yeah. And they sent the tech today who showed up for like five minutes and he's like, yeah, I fixed it. Somebody that we had some new guys working on the box yesterday and I could just see that the line was ripped out of the box and they hadn't put it back in. He goes, took me two seconds to fix it. Internet's working now. This guy was great. Gave him a free couple free tickets for absolute comedy uh, and he was jazzed. He was jazzed. I was happy and uh back in business for internet. So very, very happy about that. Um, but yeah, not really uh not really much doing this last week. I talked about the gym stuff last week, guys, and I've gone to the gym once. Um it was yesterday. And uh I don't I, I mean I don't want to say I'm not gonna be like, oh well I was really busy. I was, I was busy, but I didn't have as much stuff uh as I would have thought to, you know, stay busy. Stay busy and not be able to go to the gym. There was a few times where, you know, I'd be doing something and uh, you know, I had time to go to the gym, but what I was doing started to slow down, bog down, I'd run into steam. And by the time I got finished, it was like eight, nine o'clock, and I uh and I had an early morning, so I just I did. I I sacrificed the gym a few times. So um I think I I weighed in at 316 last week and I'm probably at exactly the same. I did go to the gym yesterday. And I, I hated every minute of it. I did, uh, you know, treadmills. I jumped on the bikes. I was there for an hour. I did cardio for an hour. Um, I ended with the, the treadmill and my knee is actually bugging me. Um, I've had this happen a couple of times where, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> going into the fridge is actually when it happened, which is fucking hilarious. Just the fuck, the, 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 the irony and the, the coincidence, of the, you know, I've been bending over to go in the fridge and my fucking knees going. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, gee, I wonder why, but just this weird, like pivot that I'm doing. So it's not like a, it's not like a muscle thing. It's actually like a nerve, like a pinched nerve. So if I, if I pivot on my right knee, I get these, these sharp pains that almost drop me to the ground, like almost like the knee gives out. And, um, I've had it happen a couple times. Obviously it's important to lose the weight because that's, that's part of it. Um, but when I went yesterday, I was, uh, I did about, you know, 15 minutes on the bike, some pretty high intensity and then, uh, well not high intensity for anybody, you know, in shape, but high intensity for me. And, uh, I remember doing the treadmill and I was like, I was going to do an hour on the treadmill. I'm like, I'm here, right. That's the hardest part is getting to the fucking gym. So I'm like, all right, I'm on the treadmill. I am going to do it for an hour. And around the 20 minute mark, my knee, Uh, was really bugging me. Just the, every, every step I wasn't getting the sharp pinching pains, but there was a little bit of like, just almost like a cushioning problem. You know what I mean? Like the shock absorption. And then after another five minutes, I was starting to feel just slight pain with each step. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do this regularly. I want to, you know, go to the gym and not make excuses. So I'm going to stop at the 30 minute mark, which I did. And I did a little two minute cool down or whatever. It's not much. It's just fucking walking. You know, I'm not like, uh, I'm not against walking, but uh, I had a big, I had an incline and I had a pretty high speed. so I was like, okay, you know, I'm just, I'm going, but I didn't want to burn myself out. So, you know, you guys are welcome to write in and tell me if, if that was a pussy bitch move. But I, uh, at the time I thought, you know what, I want to keep going because, uh, you know, I want some, some results and get the cardio up there. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, burn myself out one day, you know, push myself, don't be a pussy and then fucking, you know, hurt my knee and then I, I can't come back. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I sweat. I was there. Uh, I did the hard stuff in terms of getting there. So, you know, I did that and uh, yeah, fuck it. You know, I'm going to go back again tonight. Uh, knock on wood. <laughs> That's actually something I say. And it's part of the bathroom reader this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I did that. I'm not really loving it. I did one. We have a workout room here at uh, the house. We have like a, a, elliptical machine and some, uh, you know, a bench, some free weights, some, some ab stuff. I've been, I did use that room. I couldn't make it to the gym one time. So I did use that room. So I got one time at the gym, one time at the workout room downstairs. And I have been eating better in terms of portioning and stuff like that. So feeling hungry a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a start guys. It's a start, you know, we're, this is a marathon, right? Not a sprint. So first week's check-in for the gym stuff is that I am doing, little bits. All right. I haven't done nothing, but I, I got one gym visit in one workout room eating a little bit better. All right. So I think probably a a good opportunity for us to hit the first, maybe a little midsection of the podcast, maybe get some of the, uh, the sponsors out of the way real quick. Uh, and as always, I will begin with, uh, with absolute comedy. Hey, and head to absolutecomedy.ca if you'd like to buy tickets to see me, yours truly, co-headlining a show on Canada Day here in the nation's capital uh, that's partnered with SiriusXM Canada. So absolutecomedy.ca, you can buy tickets for that. It's a 2 p.m. show. So if you happen to be coming to the nation's capital for Canada Day for any reason, uh, know that, um, you know, know that, uh, I don't know why I'm losing my train of thought here because I'm thinking about Montreal. I think it's next week. But yeah, Canada Day, two p.m. They're done at three thirty. That means you're back on the street. Tickets are only ten bucks for that because SiriusXM are great partners and they're pretty much buying the show just to put on. So uh, if you want tickets to that, they're ten bucks each. Go to AbsoluteComedy.ca. You can buy tickets to the, see the SiriusXM Canada Day show. Um, and I think that's uh, that's not this week. So yeah, next next coming Monday. Fuck, it's coming quick. I uh, apologize for a little mental fart there. Um, I'm going to be in Montreal next week, so I may as well plug that too while I'm at it. If you happen to be in the Montreal area, you can see me Thursday through Saturday at the Comedy Nest there, and then uh, Saturday morning, I wake up, drive back to Ottawa for the Sirius XM Canada Day show. I really think that that's coming up quicker than I than I recognize. Would there be another podcast? There'll be another podcast before then. I'm plugging it early, but fuck it, right? Why well, give you one day's notice? So Canada Day, Sirius XM at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa, Canada Day evening in Quebec, where i think they celebrate canada day uh i will be at the comedy nest there so you can buy tickets at uh, comedynest.com so yeah i'm gonna be a busy boy that weekend um and of course another part of the absolute comedy ad is the uh the fact that uh, we'll have the interview with jason lawrence on friday so uh friday at midnight friday or saturday you can expect it one of those days um i've got uh what else we got? We got my other sponsor, Summersbee. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to mention that Summersbee this year is releasing a new flavor called Red Rhubarb. And uh, we actually debuted that on the interview with Jason Lawrence as well. So Jason and I were drinking that. Thank you very much, Summersbee. It's actually quite nice. Um, so I would definitely say if you are already a fan of Summersbee, try their new flavor, red rhubarb. It is absolutely delicious. Um, our Summersbee also has a mixer pack, uh, available at, you know, LCBO and some other places. Um, definitely try that because the mixer pack, if you're, if you're new to Summersbee and you kind of want to get an idea of what they have, um, it gives you eight cans, two of each flavor. Uh, their mixer includes the flagship flavor, which is of course, regular, uh, apple cider or Summersbee. Um, they've got a pear flavor. They've got my personal favorite, uh, which is the blackberry one and then of course they have last year's new flavor uh, was the elderflower lime in there as well which is super delicious so those are the four previous ones and of course you can try this year's new flavor which is the red rhubarb definitely a great alternative to beer um just if you're looking for something give you a nice little kick but it's but it's you know sweet nice and light for the summer very very hot i i, I joke and i call it my adult apple juice um i i love summer's beat doesn't matter and they have it at absolute comedy so i actually drink that when i'm on stage so um, I, I don't dislike beer, but I don't know about you guys, but right now there seems to be just like everything is a fucking craft beer. And I, I liked loggers. you know, I could, I could drink a, um, hmm, do I want to give them, I'll give them a free plug. I could drink a Keith's. Over, you know, like a, a Molson and you could taste the difference there, but it still sort of tastes like you just had like one taste a little bit better than the other. Well, the issue that I take now is that fucking everything is a craft beer and everywhere you're going is to try this and, and everything tastes, you know, heavy and weird aftertastes and stuff like that. There's still some craft beers that are good, but I'm sick of trying seven or eight bad beers for every one that I enjoy and maybe it's not like that for you guys. Maybe you guys just love all this craft stuff, but I find that the aftertaste on a lot of these craft beers, I don't care what it starts with. The aftertaste is all that I got in my mouth and, and I'm not enjoying it much. So I I personally have switched and and right now for whatever it's been at least a year now, I've really been enjoying Summersbee. Um, the ciders, I enjoy. I kind of like a, a sweet drink versus a bitter one. And, uh, anyway, so all I'm trying to say is if you guys are having some, you know, barbecues, you're looking for something a little different, give, give Summersby a try. And, uh, and I, and like I said, there was one, I think I told you guys in the podcast, uh, you know, previous podcast that I tried a strong bow because I was somewhere after enjoying Summersby so much. Um, I tried a strong bow somewhere cause I'm like, oh yeah, that's apple cider. That was the first one that came in the market and it tastes awful. It's not sweet. It tastes like somebody pissed in a bottle of apple cider vinegar. You know, and then and then put it in a fucking keg and cooled it. It's gross. And so again, if your only experience with ciders has been Strongbow, and you're like, yeah, no, I've had those ciders. They're gross. Summersby's not like that. It just tastes like a nice sort of apple drink. And eh, whatever. You know what? This is just a promo for them. They didn't send me a copy or anything, so I'm going off the top of my head. Love um, loving Summersby, and they're also uh, the same company that, uh, their parent company owns Cronenberg as well, 1664. So I had the Cronenberg 1664 Blanc, which was super delicious. It's like a nice light beer. I don't want to say light in terms of alcohol. I just mean like it tastes light and crisp. Um, and it's almost got this sort of like fruity aftertaste to it. And I don't mean sweet. There's just like this hint of fruit when you're done. Tastes absolutely delicious. In fact, they're even mixing it with Summersby Now they're supposed to do it at like half and half Summersby in the corner, which I've not tried yet. And I, ah, I gotta try it. But, but yeah, the, uh, but Petter, the rap who dropped off the Summersby was like, you gotta, you gotta try that. It's half and half. It's delicious. So he's going to bring some, uh, some Cronenberg next week. And you better bet your ass that on next week's podcast, I'm going to do my best to, to try that concoction and let you guys know what I think. So Summersby thank you so much, of course, for being my partners here on the one man podcast. And finally, my last partner of the week. And of course, one of my favorites every single week is, oh, uncle John's bathroom reader. My partner's at... (laughs) portablepress.com. So everything from the Uncle John's Bathroom Reader to other trivias, books, uh, things like that, you can find at portablepress.com. If you've been enjoying this segment, that's where you can go to find more, guys. So this week's uh, edition that I'll be reading from is the giant 10th anniversary Bathroom Reader, which was actually in 1997. So even though it sounds, oh, 10th anniversary, this was still 20 years old, this book. So, um, the, uh, the article I'm going to be reading you guys this week is called superstitions. So I read it uh, for the first time this morning before the podcast. And I'm very excited to share it with you guys now. So here we go. Superstitions. Here's where some common superstitions come from. Finding a four-leaf clover. The belief that four-leaf clovers are good luck comes from the Druids, ancient residents of the British Isles. Several times a year, they gathered in oak groves to settle legal disputes and offer sacrifices. They then ended their rituals by hunting for four-leaf clovers. Why? They believed the four-leaf clover enabled its owner to see evil spirits and witches and therefore avoid them. So there's that four leaf clovers, uh, not a leprechaun thing, throwing pennies into a well, ancient people believed spirits living in springs and fountains, demanded tribute, usually flesh. Young Mayan girls, for example, were sometimes tossed into the well of, yeah, the well of sacrifice where they would marry the spirits. Today. We just toss the spirits a penny or two for good luck. We do cheap things down over time. Don't we? We become more and more accepting, uh, knocking on wood. And this is the one I said, knocking on wood. Uh, the, Crystal and I use this term all the time, and in fact, we we do knock on. Them. We just say something, you know, hey, but everything should be fine. Knock on wood, and then we actually try to find wood. To knock on. Um, So, knocking on wood. In the Middle Ages, churchmen insisted that knocking on wood was part of their tradition of prayer, since Christ was crucified on a wooden cross. They were right, but the tradition started several thousands of years earlier with a different deity. Both Native Americans and ancient Greeks developed the belief independently that oak trees were the domain of an important god. By knocking on an oak, they were communicating with him and asking him for forgiveness. The Greeks passed their tradition on to the Romans, and it became part of European lore. The oak's power was eventually transferred to all wood. Uh, nailing a horseshoe over a door. So this good luck charm is a combination of two superstitions. In early times, horses were considered magical because they can find their way in the dark. For example, people believed they could foresee danger or could guide souls through the underworld. So anything connected with a horse was lucky. Uh, Number two, horseshoes, are made uh, of iron, which was considered protective. The Norse god of battle wore iron gloves and carried an iron hammer. Romans nailed pieces of iron over their doors, believing it would ward off evil spirits. In the 10th century, Christians added their own twist to the superstition, the tale of a blacksmith named Dunstan, uh, who later became Archbishop of Canterbury. Dunstan had an unusual customer one day, a man with cloven feet who requested iron shoes. Dunstan pretended not to recognize him and agreed to make the shoes, but he knew who the fellow was. He shackled the devil to the wall, treated him so brutally that Satan cried for mercy. Dunstan released him only after extracting a promise to never enter a dwelling with a horseshoe on the door. So there you go. Horseshoe over the door is to keep Satan out because he got his ass whooped. Um, By a blacksmith. Um, Opening an umbrella indoors. Only, uh, sorry, one of the few superstitions that isn't ancient or irrelevant. In the 18th century, spring-loaded metal-spoked umbrellas were new and unpredictable. Opening one indoors was courting disaster. It could fly out of control and damage property or people. It was practical... Sorry, it was a practical impulse to regard it as bad luck. Yeah, that makes sense. And now people are still like, it's still the the, the reason. I always understood it's like, yeah, it's a bad. I, I just thought it was bad luck to open it indoors because something could fall or smash or whatever. I didn't really I'm glad to know that's exactly why. Because no one ever ever offered anything other than that. Um uh, pulling on a wishbone. Over two thousand years ago, the uh true Etruscans, fuck's sakes, I even Googled that earlier today to get the things. for two thousand years. A truc Etruscans, Etruscans. Etruscans, yeah, that was the one. Etruscans. Over two thousand years ago, the Etruscans, an early Italian civilization, believed that chickens which squawk before they lay their eggs could tell the future. The powers extended to part of the chicken's skeleton too, so when a sacred hen died, the Etruscans put its collarbone in the sun until it dried out. The people would pick it up, rub it, and make a wish. It became known as the wishbone. Why this particular bone? Apparently because the V-shape looks like a human crotch. Later, as more people wanted to get in on the wishing, the rubbing turned into a symbolic tug-of-war. Not everyone was going to get their wish. It became a contest to see whom the gods would favor. Uh, and finally, the stork bringing babies. In Scandinavia, storks, gentle birds with strong family ties, habituated, sorry, habitually nested on top of people's chimneys. I get, so bad, I get halfway through a sentence and I fuck it up. Um... Yeah, so they nested on top of people's chimneys. So when Scandinavian parents needed to explain to youngsters how babies arrived, the stork was a handy answer. This traditional tale was spread in the 1800s by Hans Christian Andersen in his fairy tales. So there you go. Pull it on a wishbone. It's a funny thing about the Etruscans. Uh, was that my brother messaged me last week and he goes, Hey man, uh, you can go to this website and it'll tell you how to properly pronounce things. <laughs> Cause I think I had something with Etruscans in it before. I think the animal lawsuits had that. Mm. Ah, oh, summer's be my summer drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I tried that. I think Etruscans, I did that. Um, so yeah, they're coming back a lot here. And of course at the bottom of all these pages, guys, we have the little, uh, little one reflects. So since this was a two pager, uh, page one says J Edgar Hoover liked to fire FBI agents who looked like truck drivers or had pointy heads. And on page number two, Teddy Roosevelt had 24 pets in the white house, including four Guinea pigs, two cats, and one bear. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the bathroom reader uncle John's bathroom reader for this week, uh, superstitions from the 10th anniversary bathroom reader. Uh, so go to portablepress.com guys. If you love these books, they have them on every subject. You can find books that are based entirely around sports, entirely around, you know, geography, science, history, or just the ones with the random facts in them. Funny little, you know, two pagers like that. So portablepress.com. Thank you again to them as always for being a part of my podcast. So that's, uh, that was last week wrapped up my, uh, my sponsors. I got a great show coming up on Thursday. Uh, unfortunately it's not available to the public and you would have a very difficult time sneaking in. I am performed for, oh, geez, got the hiccups. Um, not entirely related to the summer's just for the record. Um. I, uh, I'm doing a show for the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I performed with them last year with Rick Curry and Paul Verzi and they, uh, they enjoyed me so much. They asked for me back again this year. That makes you feel good. eh? And I have no problem with that. When the country's this country's version of the FBI is like, Hey, Why don't you come back, entertain us? I would love for them to love me so that if I get into some real shit someday, I got people on the inside. So we had to give them like our driver's license and fill out all these forms to do the show just because we can't even go in the building. Like we're, we're going to their head office, right? We're not, we're not doing it at some hotel. We are going to their building behind enemy lines (laughs) to do a show. So I hope I don't piss anyone off and, uh, and end up, you know, in some room down in the basement that nobody knows about. Right. They'll deny ever having seen me and <laughs> that'll be the last time my last, uh, my last appearance would be, yeah, that's that that would suck. My last public appearance would have been at a Boston pizza show in Brockville that was canceled. Ah, <laughs> oh, the career's going well. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this RCMP show. They were really fun last year. It was so funny. The fire alarm went off during the show. Um, it was funny too, because the guy, the the security guard who took us in was fatter than me. And he just sat in a chair the whole time. And I was like, dude, you know, this is, this is, this is the big game here. You definitely need to, I go, if I start some shit, I'm pretty sure I can outrun you. And I got a huge laugh and he laughed because I don't like picking on people, but it was just, we had a good time. Sometimes I got to acknowledge what I see in a room. And what I saw in a room was a big security guard falling asleep in a chair. <laughs> so just so you know, if you wanted to get in, if you can get to the, past the first point where it's just you and him you probably got a good chance is all I'm saying. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. I I just want to mention too, before I go into the questions for this week uh, of which there are many um, next week, uh, I will be doing an interview with a super, super funny guy. He's a great friend. Um, Trent McClellan. I, I've, I've worked with him many times. Some of my, my listeners here. He's been on the, my hilarious bastard show, uh, before, which is a show I produce at Absolute Comedy. Haven't done one in a while and I'll probably do one again. You guys will be the first ones to know when I've decided I'm going to do another one. But, uh, Trent McClellan has just recently become the newest cast member of This Hour Has 22 Minutes uh, on Canadian television. So very, very excited to be, uh, talking with him. I, I called him today to see if he was interested in, in doing the podcast. We chatted for an hour. Um, we're just really, we're just really good friends. I, I always love working with him. He is one of the funniest human beings, not only on stage, just off stage. So, I mean, again, I'm, I'm very excited to have him on the show. It's going to be my first Skype interview. Um, I don't even really use Skype. I'm not even familiar with how. So on Monday, I'm going to fuck around and try to see if I can figure out Skype, but I can plug my headphone jack from my computer directly into the recorder. So I will be able to, to chat with Trent. We'll have some laughs. Um, so I'll be recording that episode on Tuesday and I will have it out, uh, probably Friday or Saturday. Again, I think the bonus episodes, it's a nice thing to have on a Saturday just cause you know, it's the weekend. You might want to do some stuff, fuck around or just save it for one of your weekdays that you need it the following week. But, uh, Trent McClellan you can check him out. Super funny. He tours all over North America. Um, he uh, has toured with Jerry D from uh, from Mr. D. Uh, just been a wealth of knowledge. I uh, I've had the pleasure for with working you know the pleasure of working with him at Absolute Comedy. I've opened for him, uh, you know, in Ottawa when he's here at the Ottawa Little Theater. So I, I just uh, I'm very very excited to have a, a good friend um, in comedy. So I want to welcome you guys to please if you want to know anything about uh, about Trent. Uh anything about, you know, this hour is 22 minutes in terms of what he's done because he has written for them before, but this year he's actually going to be one of the cast members. So you're going to see him in front of the camera, not behind the scenes this year. So contact at onemanpodcast.com. Uh, I can keep your questions anonymous if you like. Um, or you know, let him know, whatever it is. But but Trent's a super fun guy, he's super nice. I'm sure he'd be happy to answer any of your questions. So contact at onemanpodcast.com if you'd like to ask Trent McClellan anything. Um, and I guess that's, uh, that moves us forward into the, the questions this week. Um, so I got a, a, quite a few this week and I appreciate you guys sending them in. The first question comes from Tiff, uh, AKA Toronto International Film Festival, uh, or in this case, Tiffany, a good friend of mine, uh, Tiffany said, Hey Josh, fifth episode was my favorite. Thank you very much. And then she just goes bucket list. <laughs> so we don't go beyond that. We go bucket list. She wants to spend a weekend in a salt cave, which originally I thought like salt mines, like you want to mine for salt. And then I was like, oh, salt cave is probably uh, one of those, like you see people in the pictures where it's like they're on the rocks and they're in these underground pools or like cavernous pools, which is rock surface. I don't know. You see them in movies where people get attacked by sharks. So I thought I'm like, oh, maybe that's a salt cave. Like it's warm. It's salt water. Um, And then her second one said attempt mining for gold or rubies, which made me go, oh, maybe I was right when she just wants to spend a weekend in a salt cave, maybe it's maybe it really is a salt mine. So she wants to attempt mining for gold or rubies. I don't know where you could do that. I would assume all the places that are known for having gold and rubies, some other motherfucker probably has already tried to dig them all up. So I don't know if they're just like, yeah, they're probably in here somewhere. Um, third one is get through the shining without falling asleep. I've never watched the shining. Like I, I, I have, but I've never watched it in its entirety. Um, it seems stupid to me. I know that, that Stephen King, I'm a big Stephen King fan. And I know that what the book he wrote and what Stanley Kubrick, like Stanley Kubrick was a very big visionary guy. So I know that they didn't exactly cooperate with each other on like what Stephen King's vision of the story was. And then what Stanley Kubrick's version was. Um, I know that the, um, what he called Hedge maze out front. um, that the end of the movie where he's chasing his family through the hedge maze. Well, the hedge maze was not even in the original story. It was like hedge animals that were coming to life and, and things like that, which they did better in a, in a mini-series, um, where they showed the hedge hedge animals, which was, was really creepy. Um, but yeah, they, they did this big hedge maze. And if you watch the shining, one of the things I've, I've since learned about like, you know, cinema stuff is when they do the big over uh, overflow, fly shot of the overlook, which is the hotel that they're in. Um, it does not show a hedge maze at front. So you look at this big hotel and you can see the land in front. There's absolutely no hedge maze there. So that's an interesting little uh, little piece of movie trivia for you. So yeah, I hope you can get through it without falling asleep. Um, if you do happen to enjoy it, know that the book, like most of these horror movies, is, is typically much better. Um, you said go deep water cave diving. So I assume that goes back to the first point, And I think that that sounds fun. Um, I'm not super claustrophobic, but the idea of being in a cave underwater where it's like two types of, you know, trapped, that probably scare the shit out of me, uh, climb a mountain, write a, pu- write and publish a book. Um, yeah, I think that's a lot of things. And actually, if you don't know this, um, you can write a book and publish it on Amazon. There's a, a local, uh, person in the comedy community here who, you know, is like, Hey, I wrote a book and published it and come to my publishing party. And it turns out that Amazon if you write a book, you can publish it, quote unquote, on Amazon. Uh, And what that means is you put it up there, they have like the manuscript or whatever. And if someone orders it, Amazon prints it and sends it to them. So you don't have to like necessarily find a publisher and get them to agree to print X amount of thousands of copies. You can just write a book, send it to Amazon, and then they'll sell it. And if someone buys it, then they print it on a on order by order basis. So it's just to give you a little hope for your bucket list. It is not that impossible to have a book published. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, sweet, sweet Summersby. Um, and then you put race race wheelchairs when I'm old, <laughs> which, which when you said that, um, it sounds fucking hysterical to me, like racing wheelchairs when I'm old. Like I feel, I think about like those illegal street races, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like old people doing it in wheelchairs, like, you know, they go by, it's like, Hey Edgar, yeah, I'm ready for a rematch. Meet me down in the basement after midnight. You know what I mean? It's just old people doing these illegal, illegal wheelchair races in the basement of their fucking old folks homes. And don't let me catch you with any of that fucking pudding grease in your spokes. I know it gives you the advantage. Yeah. I know you fucked with my meds, buddy. My elbow was locking up around the last turn. You know, the one down by sector L, L5 or whatever. I don't know, sector. I don't know, they're all sad. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, racing wheelchairs. Please, uh, if you, if I live long enough to see you do that, send me the goods, man. Racing for pink slips. <laughs> you said, give young kids the finger when old. I'm like, I, I give kids the finger now. I, I find why wait for the fun stuff in life. And then you said, to have my possible grandkids um sing me a song before my last breath. Well to that I would ask what song? Because depending on what song it is, it could be fucking horrible. You wouldn't want them singing Barney to you or something. Um, And then finally you put to punch an ostrich in the face. And I just want to know why. Why do you want to punch an ostrich in the face? They are the saddest you know animals. Literally they are they are synonymous with cowardice. They are the animal that sticks their head in the sand to avoid danger. And you want to walk up and punch it in the face. I know they don't really do that, by the way. People think ostriches do that. They don't do that. That's just a, a stupid Bugs Bunny and Tweety thing. So I just want to know why. Why do you want to punch an ostrich in the face? It already looks stupid. You know what I mean? You're going to go up and break its fucking nose. Um, and then, you know, you put here not necessarily bucket list items, but you want to not have your ass wiped by a PSW, which is a personal support worker when you're old. Um. Yeah, I could see that. I don't think I would really want a personal support worker. I I want to be fed to the lions. That's that's what I really want. If I'm so old and frail that I can't take care of myself anymore, I really think as much as it would suck, I want someone to take me to a zoo and throw me to the lions. (laughs) Because I think that would be the funniest last memory someone had of me is just, you know, old guy standing up as a lion runs and jumps on me. And just that moment where I put my hands up to (laughs) to try to defend myself. You know what I mean? Just the idea that no like just, just, it's like, why, you know, you're not going to stop anything by putting your hands, up, but just to watch an old guy try to defend himself against an, an animal. I think it's fucking hysterical. I think what a way to go. I go out like a man instead of just, you know, a little bitch. Not to say that everyone who, you know, dies are an old folks. I'm just fucking let me die the way I lived, which was stupid, bad decisions. Right. Funny, you know, ignorant, <laughs> putting effort into things that seem hopeless. <laughs> You know, I just I think that would be funny. I think that that would be the greatest YouTube video and you just play it at my funeral. Them throw me over me standing up and then having a the lion jump on me and just track me away. I made a terrible mistake. Bye, waving my hands and they're like grandpa saying bye. I think that'd be funny. And then your last thing you say to have control of your bowels when you die. Well, I personally, I don't really care. If I'm dead, right? It's uh, it's supposed to be something that happens to all of us, right? So it's not like it was a 50-50 thing, I'd rather be on the more dignity side of it. But you know, that's what that is. And then you said, I hope I squashed your expectations. Um, well, I didn't have any expectations. I'm glad you wrote in. It's your first time writing in, so thank you very much. And I like, I like I have questions for some of your bucket list items. So if you want to answer them, you know, like I said, what song do you want your kids sing to send you? Why do you want to punch an ostrich? Uh, feel free to write that in. Thank you so much Tiff for, for writing in the questions. Um, Vanessa, AKA red, who has written in before, I believe I read her, uh, somewhat bucket list last week. Uh, she says, Hey Josh, you gave me a real palm to forehead moment in your last episode. The Kentucky Derby is a part of the triple crown. Okay. So I didn't know. I've heard, heard of the Kentucky Derby. So the Kentucky Derby is a part of the triple crown. The triple crown is three races, Kentucky Derby, Belmont and Preakness, um, um, I haven't heard of that. And I hope there wasn't a typo and preakness. Doesn't sound like a real thing. But I could be wrong. Uh and one one horse and when one horse wins all three, it's a big deal. Only twelve horses in the Triple Crown's hundred and forty-two-year history have accomplished this. Now you know. And yes I do. I don't think I will forget that. I will know that it's it's three. Uh, sorry, Triple Crown. I was gonna say the Royal Crown. I think I'm thinking of whiskey. <laughs> the Triple Crown is three races, and it's a big deal to win all three. To sweep the series. Uh, also, Turtle Man Resort is cool because it's a big piece of land in Belize uh, that this one guy bought in order to make as a conversation, sorry, conservation, the conversation area as a conservation area for turtles. He has one hut on the beach where travelers can come and stay, which helps support the conserv fuck sakes, conservation effort. I don't think I've ever had to read that word out loud. Uh, helps support the conservation effort. The hut is completely off the grid, no power, no running water. And the turtle man catches your food from the sea and cooks all your meals for you. It's just such a unique experience. That sounds like a horror movie. The turtle man will come and catch you and cook you. I like that. Now I saw pictures. There are other huts and stuff like the turtle Man resort is not just one hut. I, again, from the pictures I saw that looked like a regular resort, but maybe I didn't look close enough. So, so I would imagine he like there there's, there's a regular resort and then there's this one particular hut. That is the, the, the turtleman part. So you pay more for that. That's like the, 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 presidential suite, except it's, you know, it's not, it's the, the, the unique experience of having this guy. So he catches fish and shit and cooks for you. He's not catching fucking cows in the ocean. So you're eating fucking turtles and and fish and shark and stuff, but that still sounds cool. Like I, I'm, I'm all up for these unique experiences. I really like that, uh, you know, Equitours that you sent me the, the on horseback through the Serengeti and stuff. Maybe I'll do that as my dying thing. Say taking me to the zoo and throwing me to the lions. We'll just go on an Equitour. I'll look at everything and then I'm done. I'll fucking hop off in one of the lakes and have a crocodile drag me away or, or, or find a pride of lions and just, dash into them. Um you continue to write. Also I discovered a comedian I really like today, Eddie Azard. I know he's been around forever, but I saw his interview on the Stephen Colbert show and thought he was as the Brits say spot on and have been watching some of his older routines on YouTube. What are your thoughts about his stuff? I haven't heard a lot of Eddie Azard. I've heard some. Um what I've heard has been hit or miss for me because I've heard him on like satellite radio as a rotation so I'll hear like a 6 minute bit. Or something um i've heard some stuff of his that i liked i've heard some stuff of his that i thought was like eh not not to attack him because again i'm, I'm also going back some of these bits are like 30 years old and and some jokes have a shelf life so i've, I've heard stuff from different times and um i, I have nothing against him i have a tremendous amount of respect for him i know he's very well liked i guess i just haven't uh delved too deep into eddie azard but i'm very i'm always glad to hear somebody uh, when somebody likes a comedian who isn't as well-known, so, um, I mean, he's, he's famous, he's doing lots over here, but he's certainly not one of the big names that comes up all the time. So that's really cool that you, uh, that you saw him and you've been looking into his stuff. Anytime you see a comic you like guys, you know, Google them, find out more about them. There's a lot of amazing, amazing comedians who I find better than the mainstream people that, uh, that just aren't known. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta look them up and go, holy shit, this guy's fucking funny. And realize that the people that you don't know, you're probably more able to go and see them live because these guys still tour too, but they do the comedy clubs and stuff. So, you know, you're not going to be like, oh, I got a Jerry Seinfeld's coming and I gotta pay 300 bucks to see a ticket. You'd be like, oh, this guy that I think is fucking hysterical is gonna be at the comedy club down the street from where I live. And it's only 15 bucks to go see him. You know, so that's that's wicked. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying Eddie Azard. And finally, it was great hearing about your origin story. And sorry to hear that you were going through all that. I had a similar moment, and was the reason I went back to school at 28 and became a software developer after being in hospitality for close to a decade. Looking forward to your journey to a healthier lifestyle. Talk about food decisions. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> Put a little note in the side, and then I start reading it out loud. But yeah, looking forward to your journey to health healthier lifestyle. Thanks, Red. I appreciate it. I um. I really didn't realize in the last episode, I was going to be going into that. And of course I was trying to cut it short because I'm still all over the map with the podcast, right? I hear some people telling me like, it's too short. Some people are telling me it's interesting, but it's too long. You know, we're at an hour and 15 already, and I'm just going to go with my gut. And that's if I have something to stay to say, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to force things where they're not, but if I get going on a conversation, I want to, uh, I'm going to finish it and I'm sorry. I wish I hadn't cut it off. Um, when I did. Um, only because I felt like there was a lot more to say and I felt like I was rushing through some things, but effectively just as a, as a short little recap, I, I wasn't proud of the decision to not get myself checked med- medically with everything I had going on. I just, um, and it, and it was ridiculous, but that's, that's what happens when you're afraid. Like we are capable as human beings of making some really dumb judgment calls when we're afraid because fear will send you in the, uh, in the opposite direction. But like I said, I guess that the. I, I just started thinking about like the, the going to the gym. Cause I wanted to, to put that out there to you guys. And I wanted to be accountable. And I figured if I was week in and week out saying how I didn't go to the gym and I wasn't doing anything, then eventually that would get so fucking embarrassing that I would have to force myself to do it. So luckily, I, I mean, I, I went yesterday because I was like, shit, I haven't gone once since, you know, I talked about it last week. So that sort of helped uh, twist my arm and that. And, uh, and then talking about that, I, I was saying how I was a little bit worried about what was going on with me medically. Um, just, I didn't want to push myself too hard. Then I started thinking about, you know, all this stuff Well, telling you guys, you know, well, here's what's going on with me medically and here's where it started. And holy shit, this is how it affected my life. And it just, I, it started to snowball into all the things that I had going on. And like I said, I rushed it a bit. I wish I'd done a better job of articulating. Cause some of you might be like, I don't really understand what you were talking about. Um, and just sort of was like, yeah, but it was a, it was a big deal. Um, and, uh. You know, moving forward, I actually, I'm glad I put that out there too, because a few of you have sent me some things. Uh, A friend of mine sent me a, uh, what did he send me? He sent me a link to a government website that helps get you on a list to find a general uh, practitioner, a GP, like a family doctor. Um, so I appreciate that. I guess if I hadn't shared that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that. And I appreciate you, you know, uh, Reds too, saying, you know, I know that you were working in hospitality. You were in Dallas working in a, in a hotel, and now you're a software developer for for a big car company. So it's a big shift, and and good for you. I mean, sometimes that's what it takes in life for us to actually, you know, rethink where we're at is to have something sort of scary stare us in the face. And I, I just, I think that's what happened to me. And maybe if I hadn't acted the way I did and just got it checked real quick, then. I'd still be doing a job. I really, really don't hate looking for, uh, looking for a reason to take the plunge into something I do. So thanks again for that. Uh, Jimmy has written in for the first time. Uh, one of my best friends, I talked about Jimmy who had a child this year. Uh, Jimmy just said, uh, just wanted to say thank you for making my morning drive once a week. More interesting. Tell me if you had three wishes to grant to three different people, what would they be? And who would they be for? Can be, can be one wish each or three for only one. Uh, cheers, my friend, keep up the great work. So, uh, I got three wishes and I can just give them to anybody. I don't like to, to do granduous rich wishes. I just feel like it's a cop out, you know? Um, Hey, I would just do this, whatever. So I'm going to take one wish. I'm going to split it in half. Cause it's, it's not a huge deal anyways, but, uh, you and Mika both had kids this year. So I would take one wish. I know this is sort of cheating, but I would wish for the same thing for both of you. I would crack the wish in half, uh, and just say, I hope that both of your kids grow up healthy. Um, kind of, kind of lame, but. Um, you guys are, are goofy like me. So just because the kid's healthy doesn't mean that you couldn't totally fuck them up as parents. So I hope your kid's healthy. And that's, that's what I wish for. I wish for health. And then you can fuck up a completely healthy serial killer. Potentially <laughs> somebody's having them. Somebody's having serial killers. Maybe one of you is going to have a serial killer and, uh, and you'll have to drop him off a, a cliff or something someday. Like in the last scene from the good son, you might have to decide between a good person and your own child. I hope that never happens. I just, I wished for his health, right? He could be in pristine shape as he's chopping up his neighbor. (laughs) Uh, so that's wish number one, wish number two, I would wish for my mom, uh, to have her debts cleared. So her house belongs to her. She has no debt anymore. She can retire. My mom still works for the government now. She's like 65. I don't know how old she is, but she's, she's getting old. 63, maybe, um, She's getting old and she still got like still has to work because she's got debts to pay off. She wants to retire someday. So I would love uh my mom has spent a lifetime of taking care of other people, myself included. And uh I would wish for her debts to be cleared. I don't want her, you know, have a mansion or anything like that, but I would love for her to have um the ability to just stop working now. Stop working, stop taking care. You can just relax, enjoy the rest of your life, do whatever you want to do. If you want to binge watch shit on Netflix, it's fine. Your debts are cleared, you know, you can just pay the the fucking property tax, you know, take the dogs for a walk, do the fun stuff again, right? Nothing too grandiose. I'm not like I wanted to fucking give her $2 million. Just the wish is that all of her concerns in terms of debts and all that, you've lived your life for everyone else. You've worked hard. You've been responsible. You're free and clear. You know, that's what I would wish for, for my mom and just let her live out her days, uh, watching her son chimp around for strangers. Um, and, uh, the third wish I would give for my girlfriend, Crystal, um, I would wish for her too to have, uh, like the financial, I, this is gonna take me a little bit to word and I apologize, but I, I would basically wish for her, her debts and her, you know, student loan, basically, uh, Crystal has some, some dreams that she has shared with me. I won't uh, necessarily share them with you guys just yet because it's not my place to do that, but there's things that she wants to do. She's a photographer. She, she has thought about, you know, uh, in her field, she was on like a podcast. She'd like to maybe start her own, her own, uh, avenues in her field. So what I would wish for, for her was to have all of her finances no longer be an issue in terms of like roof over your head meals, the kids are taking care of that stuff, because I feel like. Um, I wouldn't wish for all of her dreams to come true in that regard, because the thing is one of the things that keeps us working and moving forward is that drive in ourself. If you have everything, you don't have the drive because you don't need to, you have it right. But we create and we, we, we move forward stronger when we have that hunger. So what I would want, basically the scenario, what I would wish for is that she doesn't have to work anymore to put a roof over her head and stuff like that. Truthfully, just a side note, I would wish for the same thing for myself is I'd be like, you gotta, you got a house that you're just taking care of. So you can just live meals are coming every day. You just get up and you go out and do what you have to do. You work towards your, your artistic or personal goals. So if you want to just get up and work on photography, you propel your business as far as it'll go based on your own steam. You want to go up and do something uh, with your current career path. um, Then you do that again under your own steam. So everything that you achieve from this point over, but, but at least you're not spending man hours um, doing what you have to do. Just keep the roof over your head. So you, you know what I mean? You get to focus on your art. Basically. It's the same for me. I would love to not have to get up and drive Uber or deliver pizzas or do a bunch of other shit. I don't want to do. I would love to just go. I got a roof over my head. I got, I got meals coming, Family's taken care of now, just every day I can just go and and produce my art or promote a show. and just That way I, I, I get to really enjoy my successes because I know I've, I've worked for them whatever. So that's, that's what I would wish for, for her. Really not that interesting. I know I, you probably wish that I would give people jet packs or something, or just say, you know. I wish for more wishes never do that. Or I wish, you know, a million dollars. No, I wish I wish you and Mika have healthy children. Of course, your lovely wives as well. Hope that your kids are healthy to grow up. And that's the same, same as the other two things I said, sink or swim on your own, man. I just want to make sure that you know that the health is not a concern. Um, mom, she gets to retire and just again, live out her days, whatever she chooses to do with them is up to her. And of course for the lady, I hope that she, uh, I would wish for her to be able to just pursue her passions and know that everything else is okay. That would we could just get rid of the anxiety of having other shit on our plate and just focus on our passions. That's, that's the kind of the, uh, that's kind of the, the wish I would give for everyone. Um, so thank you for saying that. And of course, Jim, you put PS, what do you call gay boxing fruit punch? Happy pride month. Thank you for sending that in. I appreciate that. That's a little joke from uh, my good friend, Jim. And finally from Chris, Chris has written in before. Chris says, Hey Josh, in a previous podcast, you talked about your career bucket list, which had something to do with comedy, I guess. Uh, But have you ever put any thought into your career? Fuck it list. A fuck it list is when you've tried your best to accomplish your bucket list goals, but failed. So you say, fuck it and settle on something else. I am never going to say, fuck it, man. I've done a pretty good idea. Pretty good job of, uh, I said, fuck it to the important stuff. Not important stuff. I said, fuck it to the lucrative stuff and did, uh, and did comedy. So you said, so if this comedy thing doesn't pan out, have you ever thought about a career as a radio personality? Uh, You are well-spoken, have a decent, not unpleasant voice and can be charismatic. Yeah, I'm capable of it. Um, how about voiceover work for cartoons or video games? I have a lot of respect for people in that field of work. It's acting, but you don't have to worry about what to do with your hands and nobody gives a fuck about your appearance. Well, thanks. <laughs> it's like you got a great face for radio. That's the old compliment, right? I don't know. I mean, you say, uh, I'm going to finish reading your thing and then I'll get into it. He says, uh, or maybe TV or radio commercials, radio commercials, uh, especially seem to rely on comedy to get their point across. Plus you won't have to worry about what to do with your hands. Actually. Fuck that you should write commercial. I can help. Uh, I could be the uncle Jesse to your Joey Gladstone. I have black hair. I married a Rebecca. Oh, I see what you're saying You're you're Joey. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesse, Jesse Katsopoulos, I think was his last name. I have black hair. I married a Rebecca. I have twins and I sometimes play the ukulele, which makes me a musician. Think about it. Thanks Chris. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I've, I've, um, That's the whole thing about being a comic. You got to like, whenever you do acting, you get paid way more. So I've done, I've done uh, extra work. I hosted a a kid's show on national geographic. So I've done acting uh, before. And it's so funny too, because they had someone great who did the voiceover for the national geographic show. Um, Alex or she did a great job with the voiceover and they, and when they submitted the tape to Nat Geo, Nat Geo said that they wanted, uh, they wanted someone else to do it. And then they suggested me. So I was kind of honored that they were like, yeah, just have Josh do it. And I was like, thanks. Um, But then when I was sitting in the room, they were like, we want you to do. (laughs) I'll try. I'll try to replicate it now. I was the, my line was like, welcome to real or fake the coolest game show ever, Uh, or yeah, ever Uh, with Aiden, Nina, Norm, and Aaron Uh, last one standing after three rounds wins an iPad mini. And I, I remember being like, I was like, Nina and Norm. And they were like, don't go down at the end. Like Norm, go up. Norm. And I was like, I, I don't know how to go up at the end. Like Norm (laughs) And Norm, like a question mark. Norm. I couldn't like, I don't, that's not in my voice. So I was there recording over there. Like, no, go up. And I'm like, I'm trying to, Hey, Nina and Norm. Like I just kept raising my tone and Norm. And I sound so fucking weird on the uh <laughs> on the thing. You know? Last one standing after four rounds wins an iPad mini. <laughs> mini. It wins an iPad mini. You know? They were like, don't go mini and down. They go up. Up So it was it was tough. Sometimes like the directing and stuff that you get um, I mean, I, I've, I've tried to do voiceover stuff before, not, not many times. In fact, I can only really remember one time there was this like animal cartoon version of the office and they didn't send any personality. Like they gave me the, 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 sides, like the lines for, for what they wanted me to read, but they didn't give me any direction at all. So they're like, make up a voice for this character. And it was, it was the, 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 the character had like three lines. So it was like, I don't even know anything about this character. So tell me what you want me to do. I remember um it was like this it was a horse a brown horse and he was like working the supplies and he was the biggest one in the uh, uh, like biggest animal of all there and I just remember being like uh well I'm going to do him like a black man I can't remember that I can't remember the 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 lines so I just remember being like hey man uh why you want to come at me with this pencil I, I can't fuck I can't remember it and I didn't even I didn't even do it like that but it had the lines I was like hey man let go that hurts like, oh, damn, like, I just <laughs> did this lower voice. I did it several times. I practiced it, whatever, but I remember it was just this low voice. And I was doing, hey, man, why are you doing that? And then there was this uh, this little, like, weasley-looking. He wasn't a weasel, but he was just this tiny little, like, armadillo-looking sort of bear, badger thing who was, like, the the office narc or whatever. He remind, he did, He reminded me of Milton in the sense of, like, the look, like, short, stocky you know, sh- shirt and, and tie and whatever. And I was like, you guys need to come and have meal and meal. like that. That was the, the sort of voice that I get. I don't have the lines, so I can't really remember exactly how I said it, but I practiced the lines over and over again with this little voice. Uh, you guys haven't been writing down the office supplies here, have you? Oh, I, like just and that kind of thing. So uh, I'm so sorry. I probably lost so many of you with, with how boring this shit is. But the idea is I have tried to do the voice acting stuff. They didn't even tell me whether or not they liked what I did. There was no, they sent me the lines. I sent them the audio files. You know, it was very, it wasn't like I was auditioning live and it was just never heard anything back. And I was like, fine. The show sounded stupid. anyways. (laughs) I don't think not to attack them. I don't remember the name of it. I don't think I've ever seen anything for it anywhere. So, Um, you know, Hey, it was, it was an option to try something. So I'm not against it. I would totally do it. I don't, I wouldn't want to do radio. I've got friends who are in radio now and I just watch them do their thing. And it's like radio, they're focusing less and less on the, the, the personalities and more and more on the music. Like I've sat in and co-hosted shows for three hours where we talked for a total, a total of four minutes in those three hours. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like I don't, I don't want to be sitting around fucking hitting play on track. It seems boring to me. So I am up for it and, um, I'm not against it at all. Like I, I, I do enjoy doing it. Fuck anything I can do. That's making people laugh and that's making me money. Um, I'm more than happy to do, but to answer your question, not anything, I have not got a fuck it list yet. Uh, these are all things that I would do in pursuit. Like I said, in, in Jimmy's bucket list question, I, uh, I want to. I have to do these things in order to pursue my my real, you know, love and joy, which is doing stand up comedy. There's nothing I love more than going in front of a, a group of people and just telling jokes and making them laugh. It's such a wonderful energy to feel. So yeah, I mean, I'll I would happily do this stuff and still do comedy. I don't have to say fuck it to do you know to do some commercial spots or to do voiceovers. I would happily do that and uh, and continue to do it. So thank you everybody for your your questions. I really appreciate you guys sending them in. Um you know, uh, this is episode six and it's been so much fun just learning the, the format of the podcast. You know, I, I still don't know where it's going to be guys. I don't know if you have any suggestions, if there's anything that you're loving, you know, you want more of one thing, less of another. Um, you know, I appreciate the feedback, but as it stands right now, like I'm, I'm kind of liking just the fact that I can come on here and, and shoot the shit with you. You know, I can just come out here and, and say what's going on with me, you know, take some questions from you guys and see how you're doing. I really do love, uh, you know, love that, that you guys are writing into because, especially I've got a lot of friends who I haven't talked to in years who are, who are sending, you know, questions and, and writing me uh, things. I think it's really cool that, uh, that Cameron and Vanessa are both in, in London. I think there's two of you guys that, uh, that listen are so close together that probably have never met. You may have crossed paths before. I think it would be great that, that you guys should go out on a double date <laughs> with your significant others. You guys should meet each other, have a good time, and then both of you should email me and tell me what you thought of the evening together. And then I'll read both of your emails and see how conflicting they are. I would be like one of those blind date episodes. Here's what she thought, here's what he thought. That's just so funny to me. Um, so yeah, thank you guys all for listening as always. If you guys have any questions, stories, things that you're working on, anything you find interesting, I don't give a fuck if it's your hypothetical situations like Jimmy sent, you know, the bucket lists. Those were, those are fun. It's kind of fun to hear what you guys want to do. And it's neat learning, uh, new things. You know what I mean? Like the, the resorts, the Equitours, some of the stuff Mark's doing, Mark, uh, who messaged in about the, you know, hanging out with wolves a few episodes back, he actually showed me. On Facebook, he's got the the sheep costumes now. So when they meet the wolves, they're going to meet them in sheep costumes. So I look forward to uh, Mark, you telling us how that goes, and of course send me a link to a video or something like that, and I'll uh, I'll share it with the uh, share it with the listeners and on my uh, on my, on my uh, what do you call it on my page. Um, if you guys are not you know following on Twitter, you know following Instagram, liking on Facebook, I would love that. It just helps uh, to have some numbers up there. Uh, you guys can subscribe to the YouTube channel um, which is also interesting. So it's up there on YouTube. If you are ever looking for the podcast quick, you can find it there too. Um, until, uh, I guess until next time, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I look forward to more questions from you guys coming up. Uh, Jason interview on Friday or Saturday this week, Trent McClellan next week. Thank you so much guys. One man podcast. We will talk with you soon.